how there's always like a little sloppy uh, beginning. There always is. It is what it is. Yeah, I can hear you, and they can hear you, and the whole world can hear you because we are live on the Key Live talking to Harry Potter here. Uh, I'm your host, Mitra Pereira, and uh, sure, I could talk for two hours about Harry Potter, uh, but it would be kind of boring uh, and not as interesting and way less attractive. That's why I brought two lovely, uh, knowledgeable, and attractive guests with me today. Uh, below me, every time I say below, it's below, below me, not below me. Below? Uh, yeah. <laughs> below my uh, little frame. Uh, on the left, uh, we have actress uh, and just awesome person, Hannah Schill. Hi. Ha- ha- Hannah, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, thank I'm you for coming on the show. To be nerdy. Yeah. Is that a is that a Hufflepuff shirt you're wearing? It is. I am a proud Hufflepuff. Awesome. I didn't know whether we'd actually all do it right, but are we all wearing our house shirts? Um. Yes, sir. Oh, you you were upset. You didn't. You didn't get a Ravenclaw. That I didn't get a Ravenclaw. You think I'm a Ravenclaw? Yeah. No, 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 you didn't you, get one. We don't one. have one here. Oh, oh okay. You're I, not I, represented. Uh, yeah, well, you know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, my wand. I'm a slither claw, so uh, maybe it's represented a little bit, you know, with me. Um, so, <laughs> uh, who, did I, who did I introduce? I've already introduced Hannah. Me. Uh, to the right of Hannah... Uh, we have uh, actor slash character performer slash ghost <laughs> ghost town ghost Brandon Sanchez. I'm not a ghost town ghost. I don't know <laughs> how it, how does it work? How does it, it's called ghost town? It's a town full of ghosts, right? Well, no, 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 no. I mean, you know, I know. It's just a it's just an old west town. Yeah. And we all play characters, and it's it's like a giant game of D and D, and we're the NPCs. Yeah, in Ghost Town Alive. And, and you I'm guys, that. but hi everybody, dead? <laughs> Are you guys dead? No, no, we're not dead. Oh, no, hmm. a ghost town is just like a town that nobody it's lives. It's just in an anymore. empty town. It's a. It doesn't town, mean that it's haunted. It's a town that died, and the town structures are now ghosts, right? Well, it's Ghost Town Alive, so we're now alive. Oh, and it's just a regular town. Yeah, and uh, so we, yeah, it's just they, a regular town. Then. Yeah, that's what they should have called it. But we're not doing town. it this summer. Yeah, because of quarantine and lockdown. That's why we're all in different places and streaming mm-hmm. in uh, to do this episode. Uh, but Brandon, thank you, uh, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, Hannah, thank you, you as well. Yeah. Uh, we had some technical difficulties earlier. That's why we started a little bit later uh, than expected. Uh, but what is this show if not for its technical difficulties? I feel like that's why people tune in. They're like, what's Dimitri going to get into this time? You know? What's going to get messed up next? Yeah, who knows? I, I, there's someone out there that's keeping track. I know. It's either a fan. It's a fan or my dedicated CIA agent. Uh, FBI agent, whatever, who's monitoring Your FBI me. Right? agent through the screen? Yeah, yeah. He's like, ah, Dimitri, again, again. <laughs> um, so press the space bar. Hannah, Brandon, <laughs> I don't know whether you guys can see Twitch, but it's kind of cool because I, uh, I can switch between focusing on, on each Twitch. one of us. Yeah, we're on Twitch. Uh, we're being streamed to Twitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're being no, streamed. Uh, we are? Yeah. <laughs> Mom, I'm on Twitch. Mom, <laughs> hi, mom. 
Um, I've made it. Yeah. Next stop, Broadway. <laughs> Broadway. Those are the steps. Knott's Berry Farm, Twitch, Broadway. Broadway. <laughs> Medieval um, times. Yeah. Broadway. I mean, yeah, you're all over the place, right, Brandon? You're playing a... Uh, I'm playing in Knott's Berry Farm, Medieval Times. Yeah. And that's, that's where yeah. I'm at. I haven't done a proper show, like, in two years, which is kind of killing me, but my jobs are really, really fun. So, that's good. Yeah. Uh, I get to ride a horse. Yeah. At, I'm so jealous. At Medieval Times, yeah. right? At Medieval Times, yeah. Yeah. I get to ride a big horse. Okay. Um, it's cool. I haven't gotten to do it for a few months now. And every time that I ride a horse in a video game, like I'm playing Zelda or something, I go like, didn't I used to do this in real life? <laughs> nah, that's stupid. No, you never did that. That's not a real thing people <laughs> <Yeah>. do. <laughs> it was <laughs> all it was all a dream. It's just really weird. It is. It's kind of like, it's like deja vu. I'm like, Link is riding across the plains and I'm going somewhat familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Except uh, it doesn't hurt your thighs as much, I'm assuming, right? No. Yeah. No. You know, uh, it's it's not it's not that that's the the worst part. Uh, I had one step on my foot on Christmas Day a couple years ago, and that a was a horse. You had a horse step on your foot. What a great Christmas present! Mm-hmm. Yep. And one time uh, that was Donder, and he he bit me, and it was like it bruised for three weeks. It was crazy. He stepped on your so foot. So that's the worst part. And then bit you. Yeah, I love that horse. <laughs> He's a big puppy dog. Uh, no, he didn't do it in the same I day. Miss oh, okay. He, yeah. Do you have experience? Do you have experience with horses, Hannah? I'm from Bakersfield. Of course, I have some experience oh, with of horses. Course you do. So. I just started with Medieval Times. I love them. They're great. I feel so lucky to get to work with them. But no, but I I know like formal horseness. But mm-hmm. I I did love riding when I was growing up, like yeah. mm-hmm. going out on those little like horse tours when you go on vacation. Okay. I was definitely a horse girl when I was a kid. Okay. I grew out of it, but I was a horse girl. I I cool. I was about to say uh, horse girls are kind of weird, right? This is just me. Yeah, there's a whole horror movie about it. Horse girls about horse girls. Uh, yeah, it just came out I think on Netflix or something. You don't it's- mean girls. That are like part horse, right? You mean like girls who are like, like cowgirls, the girls? Right? Okay, so like I like horses were my favorite animal when I was like you know up mm-hmm. until like third grade or something. Yeah. Oh then, right, like, yeah. Any girl who is obsessed with horses past like third, fourth grade mm-hmm. is a horse girl, and right. it's like stereotypical <laughs> that they're like a little bit weird and something's off or like socially mm-hmm. awkward or something, and then they. Ran with that and made a horror movie. <laughs> I won't watch it. I don't do scary movies. But horse girls. What's it called? Me. Horse girl. Horse girl. It's literally called horse girl. That's brilliant. I love that. Uh, so um, Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, just so you know, I don't know if you guys can see the comments on girl. Twitch, uh, but I will read them out yeah. loud. Our first comment of okay. the day um, is from a friend of mine. Uh, she says, I'm a horse girl. Thanks. Ha ha ha. So, <laughs> so we have one person watching the show and we've already, already, uh, <laughs> offended, she them. already <laughs> offended them. Um, and this is where the movie comes true and we're about to get murdered. Oh, is that, is, that, is that what happens? I have no idea. I'm guessing. <laughs> is, uh, okay. Well, let's transition from horses to another H. To hippogriffs. 
do hippogriffs and, and okay. destrils and I'm a hippogriff uh, girl. Are you a hippogriff girl? Are you a hippogriff girl? If you are you, you're a hippogriff girl? I'm a hippogriff girl. You're a Hufflepuff girl. I'm a Hufflepuff. I'm all the H's. Hannah, Hufflepuff, Hippogriff girl, all the things. <laughs> okay. uh, so, yeah, uh, Harry Potter, right? Uh, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, uh, a little thing, right? Like, I don't feel like many people know um, what Harry Potter is. Like, it's a. It is. Yeah. Is it like a small book? It's like a. It's like a. It's a it novella. You know, into my psyche. <laughs> it's super it low key. Not many people know about it. It's like indie mm-hmm. movies you never would have heard of. Can you yeah. imagine? Yeah, it's uh, you know from the makers it's of. Harry Potter. Uh, yeah. Does do you think there's anyone in this world that does not know what Harry Potter is? Maybe in the world, but like in the Western world. Like, let's just say everyone's got to have heard of it. They, right. be, yeah. they don't know much about it, but. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's definitely, like, there were people who were, like, sheltered from it growing up and weren't, like, allowed mm-hmm. to read it or watch it. But, like, everyone knows yeah. of it. Everyone's heard of it. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. not saying, I'm not saying that everybody loves it. I mean, it does have universal right. appeal. But, like. But everybody knows yeah, what it is. You know. Yeah. Uh, Hannah, you could probably uh, tell me, because you've been to the UK. There's probably some guy out there being like, uh, yeah, like, yeah, I don't like Harry Potter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that would be like, like they would be shunned from society. For uh, all they, the British people that I know are pretty proud of it. Oh yeah, so, yeah they like Harry Potter over there. Yeah, Brits I know all talk about it too. It would not be okay if you if you didn't like it or support okay. it. Yeah, uh, I, I there's probably some like South London guy there who's too tough, you know, and he's like. Yeah, bruv. Please do the accent Uh, again. Yeah, well, that uh, I don't know what that other accent was, but I've been trying to do this. uh, uh, Whatever, (laughs) fuck, fuck my accents. Anyway, good job, Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, just throw a bruv in there, and you're fine. Well, I'm trying. I'm actually trying to get better at my MLE, which is multicultural London English, which is that's a good one. Yeah, which is like the John Boyega, Idris Elba modern Mm -hmm. uh, offshoot of Cockney. Cause yeah, it's kind of replacing Cockney. It's replacing Cockney. Uh, so kids. it's a lot of, you know, yeah, birthday. Yeah, it's my birthday. Your birthday. Yeah, birthday. <laughs> uh, you know, Guy Ritchie's starting to incorporate a little bit of MLE into, like, MLE characters into his um, his uh, his movies. Anyway, uh, probably some <laughs> tough guy out there that pretends he doesn't read Harry Potter, and he does. So I'm just saying. Uh, Harry Potter. Maybe in a closet under covered under the stairs. Yeah, you know, maybe. He reads Harry Potter. Uh, I mean, it would also work because he'd be a closeted fan, right? right. Exactly. So, so many levels to this. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. One day. One day there'll be a movie based on some guy who has to pretend not to like Harry Potter <laughs> at some point. Uh, mm-hmm. Harry Potter, it's, uh, you know, it's a universal phenomenon, uh, which is awesome. Um Everybody has a different beginning with Harry Potter. Some people have gotten this far without seeing it, and I think that's crazy. Um, but when did you guys uh, first get into Harry Potter? Uh, we'll start with Hannah. Um, so the first book came out in, like, what, 99 or something? Or maybe a little bit earlier. I think that might have been the second book. Yeah. So I grew up with it. It was always around. Mm-hmm. for me um as a 95 baby and so uh, 
I, the movie came out in 2001. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, so I can like distinctly remember at like every scholastic book fair as a kid. Do you guys have those? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, I love those. Yeah. And like seeing all of the books, just seeing like all the books in the book fair. And I, I was a relatively advanced reader as a kid. And so mm-hmm. I remember like hearing about Harry Potter. I think one of my friend's mom read it to her, but I wanted to be able to read it for myself. And so I would like see it at the Scholastic Book Fair, but I wasn't like quite there yet to read it. Okay. And so I remember like pushing myself to advance my reading level mm. until I could get to the point of being able to comprehend Harry Potter so that I could start reading it. Mm-hmm. And then I probably was... I probably watched the movie first, like the first movie before I read the book. If I really think about just like age wise. That makes sense. Because the yeah. first movie came out when I was six. Yeah. So I kind of like, a, my reading level probably grew with the books as I went along. Mm-hmm. So like my first introduction to it probably would have been the movie. Yeah. Pushing myself because I like the movie to be able to read the books. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Um, with Jurassic Park, I saw the movie first and then read the book. Also, the book is crazy. So, uh, <laughs> uh, like, you, you can't do that as a kid. Like, Jurassic Park's not I, a kid, not a kid's book. I read the book before I saw the movie, I think. Really? It was at somebody's house and I read it, yeah. Really? Or I read, like, a bunch of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And, like, like, the guy's guts fall out. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. It, it was crazy. And then I saw the movie later, like, in my, but Jurassic Park. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Brandon, what was your, uh, what's your like earliest memories of Harry Potter and like, Oh my God. Okay. So I had never heard of it before and we were at my grandma's house and it was my, my 11th birthday was the next day. Okay. And my aunt Kristen. What a terrible time to learn about it. (laughs) No, it was so much disappointment right then and there the next day. No, it was, no, it was good though. I felt like, cause I, uh, I've always really liked this that, um, uh, my 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 aunt, my mom's sister, is married to my uncle Dick, who's okay. from Yorkshire, mm. and they were over there um, in the UK, and it was big over there already, and so they kind of brought it back here, and I'd never heard of it before, and they gave me this book, and I think I read like the whole thing that night in one sitting, um, and they wrote on the inside, they're like, "You and Harry are the same age, uh, love your muggle aunt and uncle," and I still have that copy on my shelf over there. And so um, I actually feel like I got my letter. Like, like you know, that was kind yeah. of that's how I always felt about it. Like on my eleventh birthday, that's I got so Harry sweet. Potter. Yeah. So I have a really that's a I always I'm very I I'm take very back fond my of comment. That. Yeah. No, no, no. It's totally cool. A lot of people felt like, "Where's my letter?" But I was eleven on the day. So yeah. Uh, and then it was always I was always Harry's age. Um, yeah. I remember kind of the last book. I read in my senior year of high school and we were all on this little like vacation. We were all passing it around after, you know, me and my friends went to Catalina and we stayed in a little place and for a week and we had one copy of the book and somebody was always reading it and catching up. We just passed between ourselves. Uh, So yeah, that's, that's my memories of Harry Potter. I remember when the movie was coming out and I was like, (laughs) I would like go on the internet on the dial up. Uh-huh. And like watch the little trailer in the tiny little box on the computer screen, like over and over and over again. So, yeah, yeah. that's my 
first encounter with the series. Yeah. I mean, that's mm-hmm. everybody. It, it's really cute and nice when we all think back. I'm like, where were we? You know, how, how, like, cause it's been so long and now we're like, oh, we're adults. Like, where's yeah. that magic? Yeah. You know, the magic existed, you know, uh, back yeah. then. Uh, for me, I, I don't have like a specific uh, memory per se. I read the first two books before I saw the first movie. I think that's where it was. Or no, mm-hmm. maybe Prisoner of Azkaban I think came out before the first movie. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, so I, was re- I think I was reading the books before the movie. But um, uh, I forget. Maybe I had to borrow it from someone in class. I don't have a mm. magical story about how I got into Harry Potter. Uh, <laughs> like I, I, I know that like along the way with the books and the movies, I fell in and out of it. Um, I was I, I after the second movie came out, I was I didn't know or I didn't think they were going to continue the movies. I was like, really? Because the, fir- the first one opened to such fanfare, like because mm. it was the first movie, and I remember that it was huge and everybody saw it and like. Mm-hmm. My mom took my cousins and I to go see it, and uh, that was cool. And then the second one came out, and I didn't see it. But that was my, like, way of thinking was I didn't see the movie. Nobody must have saw the movie, you know? (laughs) Like, I didn't see the second movie in theaters, and so I saw it on, like, DVD or whatever when it came out. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was this thing of, like, what? Are they going to complete the series? Because, like, nowadays there's so many book series that don't complete the series and movies, yeah. you know, and they it's struggle. It's kind of a miracle they got through them all with yeah. the same actors. Too. Oh like, yeah, because mm-hmm. there was a while we thought Emma was going to leave. Oh yeah, yeah. Emma was talking about leaving. I think uh, if if she, she if she left, I would have left. I would have been like solidarity, <laughs> solidarity, girl. I'm leaving with you. I'm 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 coming. You know, ha- Wait for me. The Harry Potter movies were the first, like. It was the first set of movies, fit like anything, that had done a progression of character ages. Yeah. And I remember I was just reading an article about this the other day about how they had gone through a lot of debate with how they were going to do it because mm-hmm. no one had aged movies with actors before. Yeah, and um, it was just—it's just really interesting because, like, you see that all the time now. Like, Stranger Things does it. Like, you see it mm-hmm. in multiple different avenues now it's just cool that like that was the first one yeah i mean it was definitely an undertaking i can't imagine what was going through their heads uh again like are they going to lose these child actors are they going to be able to churn out the movies fast enough to like mm-hmm. you know do that, that was a big one yeah uh brandon yeah. W- brandon what's your what's your uh experience with the movies like where were the you movies? where were you when you saw the movies i feel like we went to see Sorcerer's Stone for somebody's birthday one year. Uh-huh. And my only real memories of watching the movies, because, I mean, I remember the movies, but I, I think I remember that first one kind of, and then I remember going to the last one because we all dressed up. Um, me and my friends went as the Marauders, uh-huh. and I was Remus, and uh, it's it was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I remember that, and there were a bunch of people dressed up there. Um and there was a Bellatrix who was really sassy to us, which was pretty funny. Okay. And, but I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like the movies for me were, were like nice. And it was kind of a fun thing to bring all the fans together. 
but it wasn't the same experience as reading the book really. Yeah. So, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't really remember. Did you go to, I was excited about them. <laughs> did you go to the, did you go to the book releases and like those little like book parties they would have at like Barnes and Noble or whatever? No, I didn't. No, I think Han- did Han- Han- Hannah looks like, uh, Hannah looks like she did. Did you? Yeah, she must have done. I did. Yeah. How were those? I, I never a- did. Like I never went. Yeah, I don't so think I my parents would hear me. Like, I was a midnight release kind of person. So yeah. like mm-hmm. once I was old enough with the older movies, I would go to all the midnight releases, wait in line with all your friends. Yeah. And then for the book, I was only able to do it with Half Blood Prince. Okay. Not Half Blood Prince. Uh, Deathly Hollows. Yeah. It was the only one I went to. And it was so fun. Because it was at Borders when Borders was still a thing. Yeah. Oh, God, it was so, it was, so it was, so the books were being released at midnight. It was the same thing as like a movie premiere, mm-hmm. but I think at like, like seven or eight, they closed down the store to regular people. You had to have like a ticket, like pre-ordered book to yeah. come in. And it was just like five hours of being nerds with other mm-hmm. nerds. And like everyone was dressed up as their favorite characters. And there mm-hmm. were different like games and competitions that were all Harry Potter themed, like best like costume contest like we mm-hmm. people were playing quidditch in the aisle way so it was such like it's genuinely one of my favorite memories to like look mm-hmm. back on because it was just everyone coming together for something they loved and just being happy and enjoying it together mm-hmm. and it was just such a good experience and you were indoors not sitting ha- like having to sit outside in november like all the movie releases yeah mm-hmm. that's great I, Man, now I wish I'd come to those. <laughs> I, I wish I did too, and I feel like I, I missed out. You know? Like, I feel like I missed out you by, did. like, not going to those book <laughs> releases. And it sucks. Uh, especially because, like, I love midnight, like, midnight movies. Like, midnight releases of movies. Mm-hmm. I, and, like, now it's not midnight anymore. They've, like, literally moved it, like, well, mm-hmm. currently, currently there's no movies. But you know what I mean. Like, yeah, there's like six o'clock viewings <laughs> on that Thursday. On Thursday. Yeah. And it's so weird. Oh but like, I, I remember in high school, like it was just midnight showings on specific mm-hmm. movies, movies that are big enough to draw a crowd. And like, yeah, I think, uh, I think the second Harry Potter movie was the only movie I didn't see in theaters, but then the rest I did. Cause then after I saw the second one, then I saw Prisoner of Azkaban. That was big. And then I started, like, I did midnight showings for all the ones I could. Um, and then the books, uh, I think number, f- I think Order of the Phoenix was the first one that I got right when it came out. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was bored. I was bored. I read the first chapter and I was like, oh, I'll read it later. And then I went on a trip, <laughs> I went on a trip to Sri Lanka uh, with my family and I didn't bring my book with me. And I was reading all these magazines talking about how, like, big the book, uh, uh, you know, the fanfare was. And, like, and like there was, like, interviews with, like, the actors and stuff. And I was like, oh, I should have brought my book with me. Now I want to read it. So when I got back home, I read the book. And, uh, you know, like I said, I've been, like, in and out of it. Not my love mm-hmm. for it. But, like, when I was younger, it was, like, sometimes it didn't take precedent. And sometimes it did. You know, mm-hmm. what, 
having read the books and watched the movies, you guys read the books before you watched the movies for the most part, especially later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all, for the most part. Yeah. yeah. Were all you guys were you guys happy with the way that they adapted the books from the movies? And if I mean yes or no, why? I don't know. I'm just posing that question out there because sometimes books don't translate that well in the movies. And they end up being shitty movies. I don't think that's the case with this, but I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts? Uh, if I may, uh, you might think my 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 two cents on the matter is that the movies are pretty good summaries of the plots of the books, but like the experience of reading Harry Potter is about is not just about the plot. It's also just about all this like character stuff that happens that you can't put in a movie like. There's a lot of them doing their homework and just <laughs> having little tiffs and, yeah. you know, asking girls out and all these kind of things they kind of rush through in the film. And there's so many, like, little character moments and just little things. And you kind of just get to know the people as your friends so that when big things happen, it's really important. And you can't really do that in a movie, but I still think they did a good job overall. Like, yeah. I, you know, so, so when people say, oh, I've seen the movies, I go, well... I mean, you kind of know Harry Potter, but you got to read the books to really know Harry Potter. Yeah. And uh, so I, I, I don't – sometimes when the movies came out, I remember I had friends who were like, this sucks and I hate it because they left out this bit. And I was like, oh, I like them. They're good movies. But I, um, I really it wasn't the spew. whole experience. Yeah. I really <laughs> – S-P-E-W. Yeah. I really I'm upset that they, they took it out. Yeah. I'm upset about it. <laughs> There's well, a few, I mean, there's a few weird baffling choices the movies did that I just don't, I will never, ever understand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm sure we'll get to those uh, as we, we talk. Yeah, I'm sure. Hannah, what do you, uh, how did you, how did you feel about that? Like the translation, the adaptation? I, I feel like for the most part, they did a, a fine job. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely as the movies went on, they, I, I don't want to say that they stayed less true to the books. But they just weren't able to add in as much because the books became so dense. Yeah. Um, but I feel like at the core of each movie, they got the essence of what that book was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 got to the core of what Harry was experiencing and what trials and tribulations he was going through. Um, that being said, I definitely feel like with some of the movies, they did leave out important things that could have really added to the character developments, added to your understanding of what was going on. Um, I have one movie in particular that I just have very strong feelings about how much they left out. All right. Um, You could tell us unless you want to keep it a secret. Can I, can I rant? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if if you guys are ready for it. Dimitri, I made a list of things from this movie that bothered me. Okay. She did her homework. Yeah. Oh, damn. (laughs) I just... Uh, do we see the floor? Is, like, again, for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hannah, go for I it. I just have issues with Half-Blood Prince. Okay. I have a lot of issues with the Half-Blood Prince adaptation, and I right. always have. I don't really watch the movie just because they left out what I think was too many key details into understanding, like, Voldemort, Tom Riddle, like, his reasoning and his thought process and how he became the way that mm-hmm. he was they left out i feel like they didn't develop like harry and dumbledore's relationship enough mm-hmm. for what it 
like what it is in the book. Like, I don't know. That has just never felt like it came across clear enough in that movie. Yeah. Um, and like all of the pressure and expectations that Dumbledore was putting on Harry, like aside from just all the other things going on, like Dumbledore was really hard on him in that book. And I just yeah. don't feel like the movie did it justice yeah. enough. Um, Mm-hmm. I won't look at the list and pick specific things, but just like <laughs> my biggest things was the flashbacks. And I recognize like from an actorial like perspective that it's hard to do flashbacks and keep mm-hmm. people intrigued and like mm. keep the momentum of a story moving forward when you're focusing on the past. Yeah. But so much of that book was focusing on the past where Tom came from. Like you barely touch on additional information of him in the orphanage. You never find out that he killed his own parents. Like you mm-hmm. don't see anything about, um, uh, what's their names? The, 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 the family the in the house with the ring. Thank you. The gods. Like, yeah. None, nothing there. And mm-hmm. I don't know, like you focus so much on that in the books and that's so much of what Dumbledore's focus is that I've just always had issues with how much they cut. Yeah from that one in particular. Yeah. Um, there's my two cents. I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, you bring up great points. But all the um, other ones I feel did a pretty good job. I feel like Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets were the ones that were most accurate to the books. Yeah. Um, Sorcerer's Stone and or Philosopher's Stone, however yeah. you yeah. go by, um, is probably the one that's truest to the adaptation. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then I feel like Half Blood is the one that's the least true for the adaptation. Okay. I mean, was there something that irked you, Brandon? Yeah, but you never even find. Ah. Uh, what? I'm what? sorry. I one I'm last thing to rant about. You never find out the meaning of the name of the book. Snape's like, mm-hmm. I'm the Half Blood Prince, and you're like, Why? Why did you choose that name? They never uh, explain that he's a Half Blood, oh, and they never okay. explain that his mom's last name is Prince. Her maiden, last, her maiden name is Prince. Oh. And so they like, you never find that out in the movie. Do you, do you have to know that his, la- his mom's last name is Prince to get Half-Blood Prince? You get what I mean? Like, yes, you just be like calling because, yourself Prince. No, you have a different connotation for the name then. Yeah, because if then you don't know, seems, then it sounds really arrogant. And right. Like, not and just like, a clever. I'm, like royalty. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Um, and it's like, yeah, I do feel like there was a little bit of that, almost as if like it was like a side eye to the name. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like that's his mom's name. Yeah. The, the, also, him being a half blood. Now I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> him being a half blood is significant because he was a Death Eater, and the Death Eaters are all about blood purity. Oh yeah. So that's important. But if he just, I'm a half blood prince. Like, they don't explore that he's a half blood, and that's kind of a that's kind of a weird. Uh, Cognitive That's dissonance like taboo thing for him to still be a Death Eater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. S- there's some topics that come out of this that I would love to. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll we'll come a- come around to it. Um, Circle back to it. Yeah. 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 Were uh, were the actors, the characters that you imagined? Were there any that like? Like, because in the Harry Potter books, there are drawings, right, uh, at the Mm -hmm. top of each chapter. Mm -hmm. Very small ones, very specific drawings. Um, So maybe you start to envision the characters like that. But were there there actors that uh, stood out to you as like, oh, they're spot on? Or, oh, that's not what I would have expected. Robbie Coltrane. 
is exactly how I pictured Hagrid. Like okay. the way that he plays it. Yeah. The way he looks. Exactly how I pictured Hagrid. That's it. That's the only one who was <laughs> exactly how yeah, I thought they're supposed <laughs> to look. Like Rupert Grint looks nothing like Ron as described in the book. Ron in the book oh, is really? gangly and tall. He's got a long nose and a thin face. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. like Rupert Grint has a round face and he's got a flat nose. You know. Yeah. Uh, I know. I know. J.K. Rowling told uh, she told the the actors like Hugh Lauder is too attractive. Yeah. Because she imagined these like kind of gawky, geeky kids. And they're all like really good-looking people, and she's like, "You're all just too good-looking yeah. to be my characters, especially Hermione." To be fair, oh, Hermione was a big. When one. you cast yeah. someone as a kid, though, you don't know what they're gonna look like when they're older. That's very true. That Nobody was knew just that. Lucky for them. Yeah. Nobody knew that Longbottom was gonna happen. <laughs> oh, what a transformation! Oh. Oh, Longbottoming. Literally, literally, I think like BuzzFeed did an article. Literally, every character from Harry Potter had a glow up uh, yeah they all mm-hmm. look amazing now whether it's uh, uh, um, Dean Thomas and uh, yeah Dean Thomas mm-hmm. right he's in mm-hmm. How to Get Away with Murder mm-hmm. oh yeah he's right very good like and he has a six pack and it's like oh geez uh, <laughs> uh, the, uh, the character who played Lee Jordan uh, was that um, what's his name on Community uh, Lee Jordan. Oh, really? Yeah, it's uh, 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 why am I Is thinking? Is that really? It's uh, Pop Pop, that that guy. What's his name? What's his uh, uh, Ma- uh Magnitude, Magnitude on Community is Lee Jordan from Harry Potter. And then obviously, cool. we got our Neville Longbottoms, we got our Cedric Diggory's, you know, uh, mm-hmm. e- everyone, everyone looks amazing now. And uh, I mean, that's Hollywood for you. Or quote unquote Hollywood because it's British, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, what what stood out to me though was Ginny was supposed to be better looking than Hermione. Hermione was supposed <laughs> to be weird looking, but they switched it in the movies, which is a weird nitpick. Uh, they also made Jenny really beige. again. I think that just comes down to how the act like the actors grew up. Yeah. Because um, like I mean, when you cast a 10, 11 year old. There's you have two ways it could go, and they, mm-hmm. for the most part, all went real attractive. Yeah, and that's, I mean, like, yeah, they could have done a lot of makeup and prosthetics and stuff to stick true mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, but what is like, what is this? Yeah, about what is this a lemony snicket movie? <laughs> Am I right? Um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad that you said it, Hannah, because I didn't want to be the guy being like, you know, 10-year-olds could either just be hot or not, <laughs> you know? Uh, so I'm glad that you're the one who said it and not me, because uh, that's not something that, that I is believe one in. good-looking 10-year-old And boy. now I feel creepy. <laughs> um, Holy shit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, moving on from that. Yeah, uh, I remember Snape had a goatee. In the books, but in the illustration, yeah, yeah, he's got that goatee and he's doing like this weird kind of pose. Yeah, with uh, his greasy and, hair. But I'm fine. Alan Rickman was perfect. Like, who would be like Let's slap a goatee on that? Let's just let Alan yeah. Rickman be Alan Rickman. You know. Ah, hmm. uh, rest in peace, man. Yeah, poor guy. Yeah, and also rest in peace. Rest in peace, the ten actors that played Dumbledore. <laughs> the, you know what I mean? 
Michael Gammon's still alive, right? Yeah, I know. I, it was just Richard the Harris. First, it was just the first one, right? That died. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Richard Harris. For the first I re- two movies. I remember reading an article in the newspaper when the first movie came out, and Richard Harris did it because his like grandkid wanted him to do it, and mm-hmm. uh, and he's like, I guess I'm stuck with this. Like, is there? He said to his agent in this interview, I guess I'm stuck with this. Is there any way out? And his agent's like, You could die. <laughs> and then he did. Oh, he just really wanted to get out of it. <laughs> I don't know if I imagined that, but I'm fairly certain I was reading like some article before Sorcerer's Stone came out, Philosopher's yeah. Stone came out, and it was. And and then I thought about it years later, like, oh, he got oh. out of it. Oh, <laughs> well, Richard Harris he did the thing. He was in, great. in in heaven, God's like, wait, I need you, I need you to act in my Harry Potter movies up here. You know what? I want to do it my things, way. The funniest things about the Harry Potter fandom to me yeah. is how much we all are still really mad about about. Did you put your name on the Goblet of Fire? Yeah. <laughs> We're all so pissed about it, and we're never going to get over it, and that cracks me up every single time. As angry, I'm still angry about it. Yeah, but it's, it's such a little reaction thing. to that. Yeah, yeah. It's so meme worthy, though, right? Yeah. Like me right. and my me and my sister, uh, we still like do that to each other sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, and, <laughs> and it always gets angrier and angrier. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. No. That one, so. Uh, 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 uh. Um, interestingly, the books were written for children, right? And as we've gotten older, um, mm-hmm. we see certain things in the books and we're like, huh, uh, okay. And, like, I feel like it doesn't bring up plot holes so as much as it is, like, I don't know. There's these like weird little things that Harry Potter has that um, they kind of gloss over real world, like real world logic sometimes. You know what I mean? I don't. I, like, I what, are, what are the repercussions of this? You know? You mean like how they don't teach maths? They don't teach ma- yeah maths like in <laughs> maths. Did you hear that a lot, Hannah, when you were there? Maths. Well, that's what they yeah, say. Yeah, that's. Ex- they say maths. Yeah. And yeah. then when I say when I would say math, they'd get mad at me because they're like, it's not mathematics. It's yeah. mathematics. <laughs> for context, I lived there for half a year. Yeah. So right. people don't, don't just think I have a weird obsessive knowledge of yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Uh what's it called Which when I you do, when, but when like, you like that's beside the point. Is it Anglophile? Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's an Anglophile. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. Okay. Um so I'm a big uh, file and I haven't lived there. So who's the weirdo? <laughs> <laughs> what are the weird things that it's you guys noticed? We're on now? a talk show for Harry Potter. It's both of us. Yeah, and that's that's right. <laughs> it's true. I brought you guys here because of your knowledge base. Whether or not you guys are weirdos <laughs> that long for England, uh, that's Hogwarts up is to in you Scotland, guys. though. So is it actually? I in Scotland? specifically long for Wales. So oh, really? I. Mm. I, I've been whale. I, wa- I went whale home. watching once, but I don't. I don't long I for hate whales. I you so much. <laughs> okay, I Mr. Trump. <laughs> Did you see when he wrote the Prince of Wales with an H? No, I didn't see that. But I, I don't. <laughs> He's doubt like it. so excited to meet the Prince of Wales. Yeah. With an H. Like, Heath, <laughs> Heath, 
How much do you want to bet he thought he was actually meeting a delegation of whales? And he was meeting the royalty <laughs> of whales. Let's not talk about politics. <laughs> the well, the queen does the own all the dolphins. The queen owns all the dolphins in British waters, apparently. Yeah. Uh, which is one thing. Anyway. The queen also um, gives the uh, royal family their money. Like, she owns their money. Like, they don't have money she of really? their own. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she, she's the one. Um, That's funny. Yeah. She also owns the country. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, don't get me started, though. <laughs> Just in case what you didn't know. Where were we at with Harry Potter? Uh, well, but, uh, yeah, like weird, weird things. So, like, oh, that stuff, right. J.K. Rowling continues to roll out new continuity and new retcons oh, no. sometimes. Um, which oh, no. is sometimes fine and sometimes not. And sometimes it's Sometimes it's poop on the floor. I was Literally. about to say, it's not poop on the floor. It's poop in your pants that magically disappears. Do the first years do that, Joe? What? The first years don't know how to the first years can't vanish their pee. Like what is No, what are you talking no, about? no, no. It's it's uh, she was saying that in the past before they got indoor plumbing and how I to, know. But like And I'm oh, saying what yeah. if the, the 16th century first years like knew like just came in knowing how to vanish away their 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 excrement? I think it's probably one of the first things you learn, right? Just like it's potty potty training a baby. Pots. When Dumbledore goes to the, 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 the room of requirement, there's a bunch of chamber pots. They didn't have those back then that they could, you know, vanish. I, I think sometimes she gets really carried so away cool. with like, oh, yeah, they're magic. They don't use anything muggle. And it's like, I, there are I'd things we that. need. We have muggle bodies. Like, what are we going to do? Hannah, what do you, what do you think about, uh, what do you think about wizards pooping in their pants and, <laughs> and apparating them away? <laughs> You know, I wish I had that ability to just. <laughs> would you want that? I feel like it would be very uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, no. Until it's not. <laughs> I just would want a toilet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why you have to poop it that's out it. before that's, you that's disappear my... it. Okay, everybody, welcome to I Hogwarts. Like to... <laughs> first, you got your poop vanishing class. <laughs> that's the that's the first orientation. Thing you have to learn. Yeah. The first, like, month of school of the term is just, like, poop is everywhere yeah. from the first years. Because <laughs> they don't want to vanish their poop yet. No, you would learn that at home, right? Uh, I guess. No, it's just like, no, because they can't use magic at home. That's so true. no. What? I'd like to imagine it's, no. You know what? I'm not even going to say what I was imagining. What well, were you going to say? Nope. Okay, never mind. I mean, I'll tell you when we're not live streaming. Okay. <laughs> uh, in England, though, like they used to take their poop and throw it out the window into the street. So I think know. that's, I think that's a that stereotype. That was universal, but yeah. Yeah. No, that was. They a didn't thing. exactly used to throw it in the street. They had like a did, septic hole. Okay, wait. Can I give you guys a fun fun fact about? England. Okay. Yeah. Specifically York. Okay. In York. Hannah's nerdness coming out. Specifically York about oh, York. Cool. All right. So there's this street in York that's called Shambles, and this is how we get the expression like "my life is in shambles," is where it comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was it's literally just a street that was like basically the alley buildings, and on mm-hmm. on the front side of these buildings, like the entrances to these shops. Most of them were like butcheries. And so what they would do is that they would just throw like the unused parts of 
the animals, like all the blood and everything, they just throw it into the street to just uh -huh. sit there and exist until it rained again. And that's where people would also empty their chamber pots would just be kind of on these like back alley. So that's why we say shambles? Because it was so gross and it was awful. You'd be like, oh, my life is in shambles. Because it's mm -hmm. like, ah, oh, my life is like how awful that road was. Anyway, the street of there's your fun tidbit okay. of the day. You know, there's somebody out there, at least in that time, some butcher that was like doing a really good job, really happy with his life. And he's like, my life is in shambles as he's throwing it out into the streets. <laughs> it's a, it depends on how you look at it, you know? Um, the, <laughs> I always attribute... Lining, always. Oh, sorry. What was that, Anna? Okay. I said it, there's a silver lining always. Yeah, yeah. It's all a matter of perspective. Uh, Brandon, what were you saying? I was going to say that uh, I kind of, in my, my head canon, yeah. is that wizards, like, everyone's like, it's illogical. They don't teach them, like, maths and uh, stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm like, well, of course they wouldn't. They can use magic. And I think their society is just kind of flawed and illogical and bad a lot of the time. Yeah. Like, she repeatedly points out the flaws in the wizards' whole society and their whole deal. Right. So I think... Uh, I remember this story that was on Pottermore once where she she specifically because like the, the, the editor uh, had this sort of rule of converting all measurements in books to metric. Okay. And she specifically said, no, I want everything in standard because it makes less sense and it's older. And uh, so she told the editor like, no, I want because it's weird, right? They don't use the metric system, even though they're in the UK. But that's that's on purpose because wizards do things the old fashioned stupid way. That doesn't make as much sense. Is inches um, inches are old fashioned, older yeah, than yeah, metric the, system? Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. I just knew that we're one of the only countries that ha that does that, and it doesn't make any sense. Everybody used to use the standard system of measurement, but uh, until a better now that's way not standard. Came around. Yeah, and so the metric system was invented. Yeah, I didn't. It's, did, it's better. It makes more sense. I didn't notice that they did that in Harry Potter. Yeah. Well, you, well, because we wouldn't notice because as Americans, yeah, because that's just normal for us. Yeah, I didn't know that until literally just now because I was like, oh yeah, that was normal for. Us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of funny, right? Yeah, that is weird, and that would yeah. seem foreign, like to people mm -hmm. in England reading that. They'd be like, oh, yeah. that's weird. Mm -hmm. uh, do you feel like? Okay, so like in in science fiction and in fantasy, like when you put into the at least if you put it in the real world, uh, you have to go, if this is true, then that is true, right? Mm -hmm. You got to kind of follow this convention of whatever. Um, if people have magic, then what? Like, that's what Harry Potter is, right? And then you mm -hmm. extrapolate that. And sure, as it gets bigger and bigger, it gets more complicated. If polyjuice potions are real, mm -hmm. uh, how does that society manage with that, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. Do you think? Do you guys think that J.K. Rowling uh, thought it through enough, or she was just like, "Oh, this would be cool here," and then she put it in? I think it's. I feel kind like of there's old. just a lot of suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Like you just kind of have to not look it too far into it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And like she already did so much. I mean, she created it a world for us. Yeah. And I think there's no way she would have made progress in the book, in the series, in the world she's created if she tried to find a solution for every problem. Mm -hmm. Right. 
we're just all crazed fans obsessed with it, so we're going to find every problem. Yeah. <laughs> I that's think the, that that's the a... thing about fictional universes, is like, like same, DC, Marvel, Star Trek, Star Wars, whatever, like it's always going to have that like, well, what about this? Uh, Brandon, yeah. where were you saying? Uh, I was going to say, oh my God, what was I going to say? No, no, come back, come back. Uh, <laughs> I think there's a few things that probably would have been better. It would have made the world more consistent if she didn't have them in. I think, I think she's re- expressed some regret at using time turners. Yeah, because that like in in the fourth or the fifth book specifically, she she crushes all of the time turners that are left in the in the department of mysteries just so that it's like no one ever has to think about them anymore. Right. And then you get then you get until cursed child. And so then you get the cursed child where it's like. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Stop with the time travel. I hate it. I haven't yeah. seen it. I heard it's amazing to watch, but as a read, it's it's uh, pretty pretty weird. Um, Can attest. So I think things like that. Yeah, you saw it. Yeah, it's so good. That's awesome. Everyone who's seen it loves it, and everyone who's read it thinks it's terrible. <laughs> and I've only gotten to read that it. That sounds so. about right. Well, we'll get to it. We'll we'll discuss okay. that later. Oh, we'll discuss. We're, we're we're roughly going chronological with everything. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just think I think I think Hannah's right. Like, there's just things that she probably wrote that are cool, and then people on the internet, the million people on the internet, got together and put their heads together and went like, "Does that make sense?" It's like when you're playing D and D and you're the dungeon master and your players outsmart you because there's five of them and only one of you. Yeah. Well, there's one of her and she's the dungeon master. And yeah. There's a million of us. <laughs> Hannah's so I don't know. I a great me. way of putting it. Yeah. Hannah's yeah. my dungeon master, so mm-hmm. it's hard being a dungeon master. The players... I am the J.K. Rowling of your life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you make the players poop their pants, and <laughs> I, I, I'm getting ideas for the next time. We oh play. no! Yeah. Good luck, Dimitri. <laughs> yeah. I just thought oh. of a weird, a weird animal or like a weird, like creature that gives everybody diarrhea. <laughs> oh, good. That sounds like a really shitty superpower. Is that a pun? What a crappy campaign! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. Look out for a total party wipe. Oh. <laughs> the puns just keep coming and coming. Get off of the poop talk. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, let's get off that talk. We've been talking about that so much. I'm yeah. very sorry. It's too much. There's like little things um, in Harry Potter, like the Marauders map, the two feet that are like this. They're like, oh yeah, in the movie. Yeah, uh, I've never seen that in the film. I've looked for it, I've never seen it. Really? But I've seen pictures of it. Yeah. So is that real? The what? As far as I know, it's real. It's just two feet. Like people, what? they're just kissing. I think. Mm-hmm. Like people, people say that like someone's having sex in Hogwarts because the feet are like this. You know, there are a bunch of horny teenagers. But like, oh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. It's try- in the movie. <laughs> I'm trying yeah, to. I'm someone's trying to, having sex at Hogwarts. If the feet are upright, do they show up on the Marauders map? Okay, the thing that the the plot hole that gets me though is the Scabbers thing. What's because, the Scabbers thing? Because Fred and George should have seen Ron sleeping with Peter Pettigrew on the Marauders map. Because the Marauders map map tracks you no matter what form you're in or what you're how you're cloaked. Right. So it should have said Peter Pettigrew on there, and like that's the only thing that I'm like. Never question why they never talk about it with a man. 
Who's Peter For Pettigrew? Maybe they just didn't look in the in Ron's dorm. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you no, could... there's no way that you wouldn't check on your siblings. There's oh, yeah. no way. And friend George would probably have taken the piss. Exactly. And they would have hounded him about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anything, is there any time they do track Peter on the map? No, they never mention mm-hmm. him. Or do they? When, when do they? I yeah. don't know. Because um, it's in, it's in Prisoner of Azkaban, which is my favorite of the movie. So that's why oh. I remember it so well. Um, Harry's looking. He's that's got right. Vague idea of Sorry. who Peter is. And he sees him on the map. So he goes and he tries to find him. That's right. And then. Peter oh. crosses him and he doesn't see anyone anywhere. Then Snape shows up. So okay. He turns his light out and That's everything. Right. Yeah. He's on and, the stair. He's stuck in the stair, right? Or is that later? Uh, in the movie, he's in the hallway. I don't remember. Because uh, uh, there's the stair with the so vanishing it's step. It's established then that you can see Peter on okay. it. It's not like he's just not there. Yeah. It's Even when he's a rat. Like Harry specifically sees him. Yeah. So then, yes, that is a huge plot hole. I forgot. That is a huge problem. Because I was going to say, if they never explicitly state it, they could just say that Peter is invisible to the Marauder's map for some reason. But nope. Nope. Ron's been sleeping with Peter. Um, And Fred and George never said anything. Although, I feel like she very easily could have fixed that if they had just made it. Because, I mean, technically, Peter Pettigrew was one of the people who created the map. Mm -hmm. And so if she had just written it that the four of them, the four Marauders, couldn't be seen on it. Yeah. Like they wrote themselves then Harry out of it. Like, right. Or, yeah. And then, yeah. Fair. Or when they're in their animal forms, you don't, you, you see their animal name. Possibly. Just maybe just for the Marauders. I don't know. Maybe. Um, but then I feel well, like I also know somewhere in my brain, like they u- used to use it to find each other. And I might be making that up. That might be some fan fiction somewhere, but I've got that in my brain. <laughs> Marauders map is just for Hogwarts, anyway. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a map of Hogwarts. Okay. You, could you create a map of the world? Uh, they never say, but I don't know, maybe. They never get into the logistics of how it's made. Mm-hmm. I would assume it's never explained. Work. Yeah. Yeah, so there's no real knowledge of if it has to be tied to a building or a certain mm. area or square footage. Like it's, yeah. it's never really established. Probably be a lot of magic to do a whole world map because you'd be able yeah. to then track anyone. Anyway. Oh, man. The wizard CIA. Yeah, seriously. The four of them together had to be some real, real really powerful. Yeah. For mm. them to be able to make something like this, I would imagine. I, I think, okay, Harry Potter is a kid's book, but it's created this universe that is so huge and expansive. Where do adult topics come up? Where do they fit in in the Harry Potter universe? Because, like... Uh, Pe- you know, uh, there's a lot of weird things in the Harry Potter universe. How are they explained what, what away? Adult what? topics are you talking about? Like, any, <laughs> just anyone can make a po- like polyjuice potion and just turn into someone else? Like It's stated to be very difficult mm. and it takes a number of months and some rare ingredients that not everyone has access to. Okay. They, they steal stuff from Snape to make it. Okay. And he so notices the, that it's gone. Okay. Uh, so and the they have general, to brew it in the girls' bathroom. For a really long time. So the general so wizard really public something... doesn't have that? Not usually, I'd say. Like I would uh, imagine because they're in a learning environment, they have access to all of these various different components mm-hmm. for potions. Yeah. That you might yeah. might be more regulated right. in mm-hmm. the real world. 
Like, yeah. like in my science classes in high school, I think so too. Uh, we had plutonium. Yeah, it's, it's not like you can just whip up some polyjuice potion or some Felix Felicius and call it a day. It, they say that it takes <laughs> rare ingredients and that it takes like a long time to make either of them. And in the case of Felix Felicius, the, uh, the consequences of getting it wrong are disastrous, apparently. Oh. I don't know what they are, but yeah. it's really bad, apparently. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying there has to be a market out there for like, it's your, uh, it's your, you and your husband's, I don't know why I'm saying you and your husband's, it's whatever, <laughs> you and your spouse's 10th uh, uh, anniversary, and you want to throw some polyjuice potion into the mix. You know what I mean? There has to be a market, there has to be a market for that, right? She never talked about that sort of thing. What? She never talked about that sort of thing in the book. And she doesn't have to. It's a kid's book. I get it. But, like, if we're just following the logical process of it all, like, I suppose. What's the problem? Some real kinky shit in the magic world. I think so, too. What do Tonks and Remus do? I mean, you know. Well, I mean, nothing anymore. Well, right. Ooh. No. Recipes. No. Not okay. <laughs> Upset. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, there's the... Uh, Two of my favorite characters. My favorite character is Remus. Is he? One of my favorite characters. Yeah, Remus, Ron, and Moogoogles are my favorite characters, I think. Remus, Ron, and who? Remus, Ron, and Moogoogles. Mm. Minerva. I love her. Yeah. She's I think- strict because she cares. Yeah, I, I think my favorite characters are Hermione, McGonagall, uh, Hermione, McGonagall for sure. Mm-hmm. You you got favorite characters, Hannah? All of them. All of them. <laughs> All of them. Um, yeah. I couldn't uh, tell. I couldn't tell. You were still I, mad at me for that joke, and you're like, "I'm not talking." To no, you. no. <laughs> I mean, like, I love. Remus and Tonks. I love Ron. Um, mm-hmm. I like always wanted to be Hermione. Like, I, I love Fred and George. Like, there's Ugh. just so many really great characters that she was able to create. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's very much like I have to pick their favorite child, where it's like, you know that they have a favorite one, but you shouldn't push too hard. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like Remus. I think Remus is up there for me. I think my, my favorite thing about Remus is that every time that he comes onto the scene, she describes him as looking grayer and shabbier than ever. Oh. It's like every single time. He's like, he was even more gray and shabby than last time Harry had seen him. Mm-hmm. It's like, how, what has happened to this man? Is he a mummy now? <laughs> Poor guy. Remember that old rumor that Snape was a vampire? And like, yeah, I never believed that. Yeah. No. There was, like, an old, yeah, that. with, like, people who, you know, like, the readers of the books were, like, there's all these clues pointing to him being a vampire. You know? Yeah. But not never, everybody has to be something. Vampire. You know? It's funny. She has vampires in the books, but she never explains how they work or what they do yeah. or what they are. Yeah. Uh, there's, like, one guy, and, and, you know, Slughorn's like, hey, this guy's a vampire, and then it's never, <laughs> never discussed ever again. do 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 Yeah. I, uh... At least we got werewolves. She explained the werewolves. Yeah, yeah. she explained werewolves. Yeah. But, um, except, except, what's his name? Another thing they don't mention in the Half-Blood Prince movie that comes into play then. Fenrir mm-hmm. Greyback, anyway. Yeah, Fenrir Greyback. Sorry, for a second. Fenrir mm-hmm. Greyback is always a werewolf, 
or half no. a werewolf? No, he's a werewolf. He just he's just such a, a psycho sociopath that he leans into it and actually like kind of tries to bite people and He prefers okay. that part of him. Okay, but he's yeah. still in he human form. He sharpens his teeth in human form. Uh, like okay. even in human form, he acts like a werewolf all the time, even though he doesn't really have to. Okay. And there doesn't seem to be any indication that like he's that werewolves are compelled to be violent outside of the full moon. Right. But Fenrir Greyback is such a crazy person that that's what he does. Because he always reminded me of it. he always reminded me of Sabretooth. <laughs> and so yeah. I was like, oh, I don't okay. But that makes more sense. He's just so weird that he's just like, okay, all right. Yeah, in the movies they kind of make him look like a wolf man, even yeah. in his like normal form, and they never really they never really, in the movies he's never he never is a wolf, huh? Do they even say that he's a werewolf? I don't remember. Uh, oh. they're supposed to say it in Half Blood Prince. It's supposed to like it's supposed to be revealed mm-hmm. that he's the one who turned Lupin. It's Remus. supposed you're supposed to see him yeah. um, get Bill and like mm-hmm. turn Bill into a werewolf. That's right. Um, and then in the next movie, he just goes but, like, "Oh yeah, Greyback got me." Yeah, yeah, it's Bill and Floor aren't even in the sixth one when they're like supposed to be around explaining mm-hmm. that they're engaged. And anyway, though, yeah, uh, General Hux just but yeah. shows up and yeah. <laughs> He, yeah, Donald Gleason. Uh, I used to not like him, but now I like him. But I like him a lot. I like I, I, I used to think they like. I was like, who's this movie exec who's pushing Donald Gleason on to like me? Why is he in? Why is he in everything? Uh, it's like what, what? Why are they trying to make him the next big thing? And then yeah. now, now I'm like, okay, all right, because he is the next big thing. Uh, I think it's great. Yeah. Um, um, after Harry Potter was over, after the books and the movies were over, what more did you guys want? Um, what did you want? I, Whoever. If uh, she go was ahead. going to do a spinoff, like, because I obviously she did fantastic, they did fantastic beats. Right. Mm -hmm. But if I could have chosen what they would have done, I would have loved to have gotten a Marauders era and like Mm -hmm. learned more about like their like his parents and like their interactions, how they got to that point. Yeah. You know, generally you don't want a prequel, but I would have loved to have that prequel. It would it would have been really good because there wasn't much stated at that point, right? Like who you know. It's not like they had delved, mm-hmm. dived into it a lot. And it would have been cool to have a Marauders movie. Because they really didn't explain the Marauders yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, we got Fantastic Beast. We got Cursed Child. I didn't necessarily want, like, what happened after. I was happy with the clothes that it came to. Like, I was happy with an epilogue. And just mm-hmm. let me oh, see that. Yeah. Oh, I would have yeah. preferred earlier. Yeah. Well, I, okay, I mean, I guess Fantastic Beast is earlier, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I was disappointed That's by Cursed Child, and I don't consider it continuity. Like, I don't consider it canon, but that's It's me. literally fan fiction. Yeah. Yeah. It's written it like, like that. It, write it. Yeah. She, no, she didn't write it. It's yeah. literally mm-hmm. fan fiction that she mm-hmm. okayed and said, yeah, sure, we can do that. Yeah. Ah, uh, what you know, a bad move. 
I wanted more like about the Wizarding World. I wanted more stories set in the Wizarding World. Like Star Wars has a whole expanded universe for a hundred years that a bunch of people write it, and it's huge. And George was the overseer at the time. Yeah. And then it transferred, and and I love that. I love that like all these different authors get to play in that universe. And there's books and comics and movies and video games. And Harry Potter, she has so much control over it. And yeah, not a lot of other people get to write it. Um, so yeah, I just wanted, I didn't want anything else about Harry. I thought his story was over. Yeah. Like, that's good. Yeah. But uh, like Fantastic Beasts, if you had told me that about that back then, I would have been like, perfect. That sounds great. Um, it In practice, it I don't, I don't think it turned out that great. I like the first movie fine. Yeah. We, um, I had like texted you about it. You saw, okay. Yeah, so I didn't see the second one. Yeah. Um, because I heard it was really bad. Uh, I I don't know. I I was telling Brandon uh, Hannah that Fantastic Beasts should have been like an action adventure movie, like a Indiana Jones romp through myth- mythical areas yeah. and mm. and like you know Grindelwald stuff. Just like I have agree. some magical monsters and Eddie Redmayne is so charming, right? I really That's... like him as Newt Scamander. I just want him to be catching magical creatures all the time. It doesn't mm-hmm. need to be this serious like thing right Ugh, right it's like it doesn't need to have this overarching plot like that Mm-mm. yeah i it mean it could have just been individual like this is a beast i'm going, now i'm going after this one and then like have right. a plot I, within itself but it didn't it need a really movie, fun movie yeah plot. i mean there could be like a bad guy in each movie again mm-hmm. like indiana jones like imagine this if you will newt scamander goes to uh morocco you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He, we see yeah. Mor- Moroccan mythical creatures. That would be really cool. There's some weird British imperialists being like, <laughs> uh, I shall capture all the animal. Right, that's German. I don't know. <laughs> Either way. He's British. British. I'm yeah. British, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> of course I am British. I am not in disguise. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, who is this Nazis all around? I am British. Uh, but like, imagine like a like a British or a German or whatever uh, uh, villain <laughs> being like the animals shall serve me, and then Newt's commander is like, you know, that sounds delightful. Yeah, yeah, that sounds delightful. That would have been way cooler. But we got this weird subplot about what are they called? Uh, that people who hold in their magic obscurials. Obscurials. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like this weird subplot. And then the weird twist on top of that is Colin Farrell is Johnny Depp. Like, why did we need that? Why couldn't he just be Colin Farrell? Yes. An obscurus. Okay. Yeah. But like, why why the twist? (laughs) I only saw Fantastic Beasts 1 once and I thought it was fine. I was hoping that the next one would like, I thought it was like a shaky start. Well, it might be a really cool franchise. Yeah, and I was excited about it, but I still didn't think the movie was that great. But I was like, okay, this is going to be cool. This is going to be cool. They're going to find their footing. That'll be great. And then the second movie preview started coming out, and I was like, this looks terrible. <laughs> I don't want to see Johnny Depp flying around. I just want to watch Eddie Redmayne catch like pixies and stuff. That sounds mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had an evolution yeah. with the second movie when it came out because yeah. I went and saw it in theaters. And it was fine. Like, I watched it. I enjoyed it. I was like, that was an entertaining two hours. Yeah. Had mm-hmm. a good time. Left. And then I actually started thinking about it. And I started <laughs> talking to people about it. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh, this whole movie didn't need to happen. Like it <laughs> no. really, I feel like the important bits could have been condensed down into 20 minutes at the beginning of the next movie. Yeah. And you could have gotten to the key points for the most part. Um, the thing, like my biggest issue with it, and there's, there's a lot, and this yeah. probably shouldn't be my biggest issue with it, but my biggest issue with it is um, what, what is the sister's name? Oh, uh, Queenie. The one who can like read Queenie. your mind. Queenie. Yeah. Was like, Queenie's turn into the dark side. Yeah. Uh, spoilers, if you haven't seen it. Um, like, that bothered me so much mm-hmm. because it just went against any character. Yeah. Like, development that had been pre-established. And it doesn't her, make like, any sense for her to do that. I heard and, that And, happened. like, for her to basically drug him into mm-hmm. loving her, like... First off, so you weird. didn't need to. He he loved her. Like that yeah. she was like it was just that idea of like, oh, I'm so afraid I'm gonna lose him. Like you didn't need that. That adds in these like adult things that you are mentioning. Yeah. In like the adult world consent. Because then it's like very like Well, that is actually yeah. kind of in the books too though. The consent issue. Oh, because of Voldemort's their uh, parents? Well there's love right. There's love potions and they kind of laugh it off as a big joke, like it's not a big deal. And everyone's like, ooh, that's weird. But then it's kind of deconstructed in the backstory of Voldemort where it's, uh, you know, uh, Miro Gaunt basically drugs mm-hmm. and rapes Tom Riddle for years yeah. as a baby. And then she takes him off the love potions thinking, we have a baby, he'll love me now. And he leaves immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, it's kind of like, oh, that's horrifying. This isn't funny. Love potions are horrifying. Yeah. Also, they don't touch base on that in the movies. Just so. They don't. Yeah. They don't any of that. It's weirdly dark um, and twisted. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, right from the just... beginning, like, because people say the earlier books have less, are more for kids, and then they kind of grow up with the reader, and that's true, but even right at the beginning, the first thing, one of the first things you learn about is that Harry's parents are, got murdered by an evil wizard, and, you know, uh, there's, like, the theme of death is there with Nicholas Flamel and, and yeah. his wife, and it's, it's right there, right in the first book. Yeah. And then by book four, it just, it fires off all cylinders and the whole series is kind of about dealing with death and grief and mortality in a lot of ways. Yeah. And growing up in wacky, silly adventures in a magic school, but, you know. Hannah? You know. You were, you were going to say something, I was going to say, side note, though, speaking of Nicholas Flamel, um, he was the best cameo to come out of Fantastic Beasts. Oh, yeah, he was in it too, wasn't he? I heard about that. Yep, just for like a second. He was the best mm-hmm. cameo to come out of. Oh, yeah. Movies. That's pretty cool. Um, Except, wasn't McGonagall in the movie, too, and she shouldn't have even been born yet? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. She, she's I in Hogwarts when those he... movies once, and that's it. Well, they bring up the big thing, Brandon, at the end of Fantastic Beasts 2 is uh, this Obscurus is Dumbledore's brother. Oh, yeah. I heard about that also. Like a long-lost brother. But there, but I think it's mm-hmm. just a manipulation thing. I also heard that the reason Dumbledore couldn't fight Grindelwald right away was because of some weird magic thing, and not because he had a bunch of weird feelings about his ex, which yeah. I had always assumed was like just like some sort of a blood pack. Yeah, it's like Dumbledore it felt weird about it, and they were friends, and he didn't like he was uncomfortable, and, and it was like a human he was reason. In love with him. Yeah, and in love, and like it was a human reason. And then they turned it into, like, it's a magic thing. He literally can't do it because they have some weird magic stopping him. I, that's, 
I don't like that. <laughs> you, you I liked, would have liked you, if they had just delved into the relationship between Dumbledore me and Grindelwald too. more. Uh, me too. Yeah. Like, okay, so bringing in, like, what happens after the books is J.K. Rowling writes all these retcons, um, mm-hmm. or or not even, re- some of them retcons, and some of them are continuing the continuity, which is cool uh, a lot of the time, uh, one of which is mm-hmm. uh, Dumbledore is gay. Him and mm-hmm. Grindelwald... Uh, we're we're lovers. Um, people can argue well, whether I, you know that needs to happen or not. I don't know. What's up? Yeah. Okay. Well, I was going to say I don't think that she ever thought they were lovers. I think she knew Dumbledore was gay and that he was in love with Grindelwald. But I think she's always been rather ambiguous about whether that was reciprocated or it was just manipulation. Okay. Uh, well, now go on. Well, no. It's recent, a matter. Go on. Like recently, <laughs> she said something weird, saying that they had a very physical relationship. Which oh, okay. I, I didn't well, think needed she to be added. She's lots of things. That she said are a lot. Weird yeah, she yeah. Said a lot. She's also like, what, what's funny is like, so if I come at it from an angle of diversity, uh, uh, it's weird that that J.K. Rowling will say things like, "Oh, there were Jewish students," like, and then she just pulls her a name out of her ass, like she just invented the person. She'll be like, uh, "Oh, his name is uh, Liam Rosenbaum," like, yeah, or whatever. And he's a he's a fourth year student when Harry's a seventh year student, and he likes aquarium fish. And it's like, what? Like, I'm just oh, making I'm no. making up shit right now, but like. Like she's like, and then, and then she'll be like Yom Kippur to him, <laughs> like, <laughs> and like her tweets read I, like that, you know. I know. I like, used to not believe or follow or care about the the tweets that she's been sending out mm-hmm. in recent years. Yeah, like for me, what's in the books is what is canon. All the additional things mm-hmm. she puts out, and because none of them are like positive or like uh, add anything to the story it's i feel like she just keeps putting things out for shock factor and that bothers sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes yeah sometimes they're like but she the, she puts things out to be a talking piece yeah Remember when she said that Nagini has always been a lady in her mind what she's like i've been sitting with the secret that Nagini is a lady for for 25 oh, years and it's I'm, like no you haven't you liar <laughs> that's like george so lucas stupid. like no, that's, george- this is what i've been saying I've been saying she's in a full Lucas spiral. Yeah. Because everybody also, forgets how much that was, that like later period of him controlling Star Wars was so weird. And the prequels were so weird. And there were midi chlorians and crap. And this is what Joe's doing now. She's like got full control. And she's like, what else do I do? And <laughs> Lucas spiral. Hannah, are you going to say something? Also, yeah, I was going to say, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'll be right back. I'm gonna go okay. for a second. Okay, right yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, don't don't log oh, out. You can turn your cam off if you can. Cool. Okay. Hi. Uh, so this doesn't make any sense if anyone's viewing it. There's two of me, and uh, Brandon's in the right spot, so we're good here. Uh, it's apology potion. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. Hannah has just turned into me. I don't know if you can see it, Brandon, but like. I can't. I just see her screen is blank, and uh, okay. I'm not on Twitch right now. Yeah, I'm just yeah, on yeah. Discord. Yeah, Discord. Uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, tell me about. Well, no, I, I want you to talk. Uh, how's I wanted you to talk about Wizard Cops, 
and like because that's a I, I don't know whether you're still doing it or not but i thought that was a cool idea but i think we'll wait till hannah get back um okay are you still i was gonna say are you still doing it i would love wizard cops it was my actual play podcast where we i had this idea to run an rpg where everyone was a wizard and i had three people in it we did it as a podcast there were three characters. They were Aurors living in New York, and we thought of this before Fantastic Beasts was even a thing. We yeah. thought of this before Ilvermorning was a thing. Yeah. And uh, so we made up our own canon about what American wizarding society was like. We set it in New York City. They were going around catching bad guys. We did it for a few years, and then Aaron, who was editing, got way too busy, and he got married. And we're like, after the wedding, we'll, we'll pick it back up, and it just – everyone's too busy. We're all too busy to do it right now. Yeah. So I don't know if it'll ever come back. I would like it to in some capacity or form. Um, and we've talked about it, but it's just hard. Yeah. You know? I mean – It was hard I, to edit it. It's cool because you guys tackled the things, the these ideas that like a lot of people were or that I was. It's like what does America uh, – yeah, Ameri- what are American wizards like? You know? We had a lot of the same – oh, hi. Hi. I'm back. Hey. Um, yeah, Brandon. <laughs> we were just talking. Dimitri asked me about my old podcast. I used to do a, I used to do a, an actual play RPG podcast called Wizard Cops. I was the game master. The player characters were Aurors living in New York, and it was about them like going around catching bad guys and stuff. And we made up our you own get game cooler system. Cooler every second you talk. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we did that for a while, and we just got too busy. And uh, Aaron was editing it, and he was one of the Aurors, and he got married. But this was before Ilvermorning right. or any of the other like American lore she came up with, um, mm-hmm. which I think was the first sign things were going to go sour. Because I remember reading that American lore being like, all Native Americans did things one way. Yeah. That's weird. Uh, um, uh, Joe. <laughs> uh, she doesn't uh, know anything about America. And it's the she weirdest. Ilvermorning's just like just like the UK. It's like their school. Anyway. It, yeah. So, um, oh, we'll, we'll talk about that. there's only one. not functional for how large america is yeah well there's many I problems with ilvermorny we'll go over that after brandon describes wizard but, or talks about wizard before practice. this is before all that we were just wondering what american war was like so we made up our own we made up some schools we made up uh the, the way the government worked we decided that benjamin franklin was the first magical president oh, which i yeah. thought was pretty funny because he was never the president of the u.s yeah so we were like why wasn't he president of the u.s oh because he was actually the magical president uh-huh. Uh we had our own like denominations of currency and yeah, we did that. We had locations in New York and we had a little map up. We yeah, we we did that for a few years and it was really fun and I'd love to do it again someday in some capacity, but uh it doesn't look like it's in the cards at the moment. Know. Huh? If you need players, let me know. Okay, cool. I will. Um, um I think I need to come up with a proper game system for it though. We're like appropriate something else so anyway yeah that's where that's at yeah i love that show i love that game it was really fun yeah uh we had some really good times um and i think our lore was better than yeah there, there's something about there's something about what jk rowling has done since that again her grasp on america doesn't make any sense um no. i like some of the uh, – when she was talking about the wizarding schools around the world, I liked some mm-hmm. of that, especially because she was like, okay, there's this African school, but it's not mm-hmm. the only school in Africa. Yeah. Because uh, it's like, okay, Africa's a continent. Why is there one school – like they 
Right. It doesn't make any sense. Like, well, she said it was just a really old, famous school, like on a magical mountain. Yeah. Right. And and it's like every country gets a school, but Africa as a continent has to share one school. No, like she she did say there's other schools, but Ilvermorny. Let's talk about Ilvermorny. I do not like Ilvermorny. I I my biggest problem with Ilvermorny is the 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 continuity behind it is oh this girl couldn't go to hogwarts and then she like escaped to the new world and just modeled her new school after hogwarts and it's one school for all of america hannah you were so saying you had, th- you had thoughts about that i'm a thunderbird by the way <laughs> no here's the thing i don't have thoughts about it because i refuse to learn anything of it because i, <laughs> I didn't like it okay. and i like like I couldn't have even told you how the school was pronounced until you said it. Oh. Like, I, 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 I chose not to educate myself about it because I just don't like it. Yeah. Did you, did you ever take the Patronus test? Uh, who, who are you talking to? At some point in my life, I'm sure I have. Do you remember what you got? I mean, I know what my personal Patronus is. I couldn't tell you what my got okay. from the quiz. The website I, gave me a master. This is a river otter, by the way. What? What's your Patronus? Wait, sorry, I can't hear you. Patronus uh, is. What is it? My Patronus is a river otter. Okay. I didn't hear it. A river otter. River otter. Oh, adorable. <laughs> <laughs> what are you uh, guys? I okay. So when it comes to these quizzes, I don't believe in taking the quizzes. I th- I find no. the whole I find the whole quiz thing flawed. And I'm going to go over it in, in a little bit when we, when we you know, on our last kind of uh, thing that we talk, uh, touch on, Hogwarts mm-hmm. houses. But, like, uh, all these quizzes are flawed. I think they're dumb. I think, uh, I think, like, you just have to be self-aware enough to, like, know who you are, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, sure. Well, they be- also have a set number of answers. Yeah. Like, yeah. any quiz is going to be, like, here are the, like, 15 things that you could land at. And it's like, right. you don't necessarily fall into one of those 15 things. Right. Mm-hmm. I think like there's a difference also between like an animal that you love versus an animal that represents you versus an animal that represents the best of you and that guides you. Right. Like, mm-hmm. uh, so I think that the, like, I don't know what, it, where a Patronus would lie, but I don't need to take the quiz to do that. I feel like, oh. if it, you know, I don't know. Uh, uh, well, what do you guys think? From a little tidbit, yeah. Uh, the Pot- Pottermore gave me a wand that was twelve and a half inches, uh-huh. holly and dragonheart string. Uh-huh. And uh, the wand that I've been spinning on my fingers this whole time, Aaron, my buddy, made it uh, out of holly, and it is twelve and a half inches. Mm. And uh, I don't think there's a dragonheart string, okay. in it, but yeah. you know, it's good enough. You never know. So that's a fun. That's just a tidbit. Yeah, right I this whole time I thought you were spinning. <laughs> that a- was meant to be. Yeah, I, I thought you were spinning a drumstick this whole time, and I was oh, like, no, "Oh!" And I didn't know you played drums either. And I was like, "Oh, it's got, it's you're got cool on it." Yeah. No, I don't play drums. I don't yeah. Play drums. <laughs> um, what? Uh, yeah. Okay. So yours is a river otter, hey, Brandon. If you had a Patronus, what would it be? It'd be a wolf, a gray wolf. Yeah, timber wolf. Yeah. Does that represent like wolves? What is? Yeah. Why? I just like him. <laughs> <laughs> I like dogs. I'm a dog person. Yeah. Uh, maybe it'd be, it'd be a dog or a wolf, some kind of canine thing, yeah. lupine thing. Yeah. 
I just okay. like him so much. But not even Potterer gave me a Mastiff. And I thought that was pretty close hey. to pretty okay. close to it. For um, me for me, I would be either I would have a dog or like a lemur. And I think ooh, a, a lemur, lemur would be cool. I so see that. Cool. Yeah. I think it'd be cool. I because I, I, I um I love dogs and I love monkeys. You know? <laughs> and like yeah. Uh, I, I, and they represent me too, you know? Uh, mm. And as much as I would love to be like, I have a lion or I have a mm-hmm. dragon. Like I have to be self-aware enough that like, I'm not coming in with this huge, like ferocious creature as a mm-hmm. Patronus. That's not me, you know? Um, it would be cool like an elephant, but I don't think an elephant's me either. It would just visually be cool. But yeah, a lemur I think is, I just came up with the lemur thing right now. Because I was like, I was like, would it be a gorilla? Would it be a chimpanzee? A lot of them are pretty big. I mean, like a lemur. Ron's is a Jack Russell Terrier. Hermione has an otter. Yeah. Uh, Cho is a swan. Yeah. Also, I feel the need to say that I do not say I'm an otter because Hermione. Okay. I feel like. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Need to specify that. (laughs) Don't worry, I believe you. Um, I don't, I don't like those quizzes online. Uh, yeah. And also like the, the answers seem leading. It's either you can tell what they're getting at or it doesn't matter. Like there was a quiz online where it was like, you come to a fork in the road, do you go left or right? And it's like, how does this matter? You know, um, let's talk about Hogwarts houses. Okay. Um, we all seem to know. We all seem to know what we are, right? Mm. Who's Bart? Who's, is that your Patronus? That's my, that is my Patronus, Charlie. <laughs> She's a... Uh, she just barks. Okay. Oh, I want a dog. <laughs> I know. You have a cat, right? I love the kitties. Yeah, we got three, but... Hmm. Can't have a dog, and it makes me sad. Oh. Um, okay, uh, I would show day. you Charlie, but she doesn't like being picked up. <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> we could set up another cam next to your dog. Charlie can <laughs> put Charlie on Discord and loop that it's in. A Charlotte is her name. Oh, okay. That yeah, Charlie. We'll get more call, viewers if we put a dog on. So I call her Charlemagne. Yeah. Um. <laughs> We all seem to know what we are. I got my Slytherin mm-hmm. shirt. Uh, Hannah, uh, you got your Hufflepuff. Got Gryffindor pride. Brandon, you got, got your my, Gryffindor. I got my scarf over here, too. I got my ties behind me. <laughs> yeah. I could go into depth about how everybody views the Hogwarts houses wrong, or not everybody, but like the very childish understanding of Hogwarts houses is super flawed. You get what I mean? Well, yeah, I think there's a whole like there's a there's a whole fan canon about what the houses are like that isn't really in the books. Uh huh. Like if you see those things where it's like a Hufflepuff will do this, it's like that's not in the book. You just kind of extrapolated that from yeah. the way people who identify with Hufflepuff act, I guess. Yeah, like the Tumblr. My friends people. did a yeah the Tumblr people. My friends yeah. did a did a show over the summer called Puffs. Yeah. <gasps> Uh, and oh, right, they, it's, it's like the Harry Potter series from the perspective of some random Hufflepuffs. Yeah. And it's very funny. Um, 
And in that, the Hufflepuffs are characterized as being very simple, and they like group hugs, and they like to <laughs> chocolate, and they don't really do very well at magic. And <laughs> it's, it like they, they're all like that. Like they're they're uh, the Puffs' way of dealing with the troll in the dungeons is by clumping up into a group and going, "We are not like, please be our friend." Like that's how they deal with danger. <laughs> We are not a threat. Please uh, be our friend. And that's, yeah. It, yeah. Which is a total fanon kind of interpretation. Of it is a fit. Yeah. Is. Yeah. Well, my other, the, my favorite favorite though is in Harry Potter musical where the Hufflepuffs are particularly good finders. We're particularly good finders. Yeah. What the hell is a Hufflepuff? It's a Hufflepuff. <laughs> Wait, what? What, what I, was that for? Oh, I love Harry Potter musical. Oh, Harry Potter musical. musical. Okay. Uh, classic. Yeah. I remember Draco Malfoy rolling on the floor. It's great. Did yeah. somebody say Draco Malfoy? <laughs> uh, I can quote it too well. Mm-hmm. Um, you be my slave for entire week starting now. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. I, I just feel like the Hogwarts houses are viewed in through the eyes of Harry. Just like mm-hmm. everything in the Harry Potter books, it's biased towards Harry. Like, Harry mm-hmm. is an asshole. Mm-hmm. And the teachers favoring him... Uh, that's an asshole move, and uh, and all Slytherins are bad. It doesn't make any sense. Like you have these kids at this at this school where it's like, okay, uh, this is the house for the psychopaths and the sociopaths, and it's like, uh, why would you do that? Just don't let them come to school if they're going to kill people. I don't. Let's come. Oh yeah. Well, that's what? kind of what I was saying before about like I don't think that we need to put hold the wizarding society to task to make sense like it's their whole society is illogical so putting all the psycho kids into one house is like just an old weird traditional thing they're doing right and if you point out like that doesn't make sense i'm like no it doesn't and the book kind of addresses how it's sort of a stupid thing to do i just like it's a, it makes problems because it's a yeah. dumb thing to do yeah i mean it's super dumb also and i also I, agree that it's probably all from harry's perspective and that's why yeah. we don't see any good slytherins yeah. Except for Slughorn, who's just a little bit racist. Wow. See, I... Just a little uh, bit. I think, I think that... Uh, well, because, okay, I have to talk... Like, I have to be able to stand up for Slytherin here. You know? <laughs> I get it. No, in the, that's in, fine. In the books, they're the worst. And I have a just personal... Wrong. Obviously, I have, like, I have personal uh, uh, reasons okay. for not liking people who consider themselves purebloods. You know, uh, and, yeah. and all that, but like, like, yes, there's the Nazis and the Death Eaters and all that, like, stuff. Well, but Death Eaters aren't Slytherins, they're not all Slytherins, right? But yeah. all what, what is not it? Not all Slytherins. What is it that Hagrid said, though? Uh, he said Hufflepuff were a lot of duffers. No, well, he said, oh, it, he said every bad witcher wizard ever, ever came out of Slytherin, but that's not even true, like, in that book, like. That's not true, because Sirius Black, they thought, was a dark wizard, and he was from Gryffindor. And then Peter Predigrew was a dark wizard, and he's a Gryffindor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what that's what Hagrid said, is there wasn't a witcher wizard went bad that wasn't in Slytherin. And that is proven to be a stereotype later yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I personally connect with the ambition and cunning uh-huh. part of Slytherin. Like, I view Hogwarts houses not by what you do, or... It's not what you do. It's why you do it. 
Like mm-hmm. everybody in whatever house is just as likely to save someone from a burning mm-hmm. building, but it's why or what drives you, what do you value, right? Mm-hmm. And like I think that makes a difference. It's not that like oh Gryffindors just save people. If you don't save someone, you're not a Gryffindor. Slytherins are mean, and if you're not mean, then you're not Slither. Hufflepuffs are dumb and stupid. Well, I mean that part is true. Uh, Hannah, yeah. Hate you. Uh, okay, so I I want your guys's I want your guys's opinion on this because I once had it explained to me like this, and I'm just interested if you guys agree or disagree, um, that just kind of going along with the lines of why you do what you do. Yeah. Um, and I've had it explained to me that the difference between the houses is like if you were in a life or death situation that uh, Gryffindors would die for you, Slytherins would kill for you, Hufflepuffs would die with you, and Ravenclaws would find a way for both of you. Like, I've had it. What? What? Find a way for both of you to live. Oh. And so, like, that's how I've had it just, like, I've heard people describe it that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm just interested on your thoughts. I think it seems like Tumblr canon. Uh, like, like the Tumblr canon that like people say, like when Slytherins and Hufflepuffs are best friends, this is the dialogue that happens. And the Hufflepuffs are like, you want a hug? And Slytherins are like, no. (laughs) And then they take the hug anyway. Like what? Well, I think there is Uh, something to the idea that- You just described me and Cheyenne's relationship. (laughs) Well, see, that's it. I think there's something to the idea that like people who resonate with Hufflepuff do turn out to be a certain way, even if that's not necessarily in the book really. Right. Like, because, like, people, a lot of people are like, oh, the Ravenclaws are the smarties, but Hermione's in Gryffindor. Right. And Luna Lovegood is totally, like, in head in the clouds, like a ditz kind of lover to death. Right. And she's a Ravenclaw. So it's maybe it's about being more cerebral, or maybe it's just about what's important to you. It's what's important, right? And yeah, what's it's important... not necessarily who's smart and who's dumb and who's this and who's that. Right. It's other things. Like, if you're smart, what do you use your smarts for? Some people use smarts just to get smarter. Some people try to use smarts to make people's lives better. Maybe. You know? And these Mm. are all different things. You could value intelligence, but feel like order and justice is the best. So you're a Gryffindor that is still Ravenclaw. You know? Mm -hmm. In a way. Like, uh, Hannah, were you going to say something? No, sorry. My roommate just texted me that she was watching and she was commenting on me, commenting about hugging her. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I just got excited when I saw yeah. your text come through. Um, so, uh, like... I didn't have anything to add. <laughs> I, I think that, like, it's cute and it's fun when people take, t- like, things and make it, like, tum- like tumblery and, like... But it's so specific. Just, like, when we say mm-hmm. Hufflepuffs are dumb... Like, it's so specific, and it's not canon. Like, Hufflepuffs are the leftovers. Like, I don't believe that. I just believe my that friend, they value things other than the other three houses. My friend Joey always says that Hufflepuffs are, are uh, actually just Gryffindors who are smart, and I hate that. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that, that, I, don't, always, I definitely don't think that's He always true. says, Hufflepuffs are, Gryffindors are just too dumb to, uh, to value their safety. So they do dangerous things, and that's why they're that way. And yeah. I was like, ah, stop it. Stop, stop that with my house. Like, <laughs> I mean, I personally think that Gryffindors are a little holier than thou. Um, you know? 
I think that that's me as a Slytherin also. But, uh, you know, I I think that, like, uh, what was it that you said, Hannah, about, like, Slytherins or Gryffindors will fight for you? Some Slytherins will kill for you, some or another? Gryffindors will die for you. Okay. Oh, your audio cut out. What was it? I'm out. Uh, Gryffindors will die for you. Slytherins will kill for you. Okay. So it's like, I will kill for you, but I would also, like, be a Ravenclaw and try to find a way to, like, get out of it unscathed. Like, I don't know. I just think it's, like, an odd simplification. But I think you have to be self-aware enough to know which house you're in. And, like, you know, like, you guys know the Myers-Briggs test? Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck that test. I'm an INFP. I don't like that test. I like the Hogwarts I'm actually houses. an INTP. Okay. I'm an INFJ? I'm in. Um, I'm just e- picking letters. I'm an E something. I can't decide. I hate quizzes. <laughs> I hate quizzes because sometimes I'm like I'm everything, and it's like it's <laughs> it's it's tough. It's they're like, are you emotional or do you are are you like do you think about things logically? It's like I'm both. Ah, you know. <laughs> My uh, I've got some friends who at whose house we have a, a house cup. Uh, so we have this like bowl. We have a dish full of different colored gems, and we have okay. four like like empty vases basically. Uh-huh. And whenever somebody does something cool for the group or says something really clever, we write it down in a little book and we put we put uh, the gems into their house cup. Mm. And then at the end of the year, at Christmas, we read like what we did through the year and we count it out and decide we see which house won. It's a fun little thing that we do. That's There's cool. only like. There's only like one Ravenclaw in the group, though. So <laughs> that's when and whenever you that. guys are together. No, just, yeah, just we we just have this. We just do that. Uh, mm. Yeah, whenever we're together, it's at their house. Uh, my friends, the Martins, they have mm. old dish. Oh, I wish I, I had friends that. to do fun things with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's nobody has friends now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to anyone's houses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, to finish since we kind of have a little better grasp of the Hogwarts houses to finish it off um, I'd like to just talk about what like dif- like fictional characters Hogwarts houses would be mm-hmm. um, uh, oh. if, if you guys have any fictional characters in mind or if anyone's watching the show I know we just got a couple of viewers uh, today but like if anyone's watching it and wants to throw out a fictional character, we can talk about what Hogwarts house that character would be. Um, for instance, uh, I could just start off with a big one um, that we could talk about. Batman. <clears throat> like, what Hogwarts bat- house would Batman be in? The Batman? Yeah. Oh, yes, there was a Jewish student. Uh, his, his, his Saul Batman. Larry K. Batman. Yeah. Happy Yom Kippur, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Yom Kippur, Anthony Goldstein. <laughs> oh, God. Joe, why? Uh, the Batman. Yeah. There's there's arguments for bat, for the Batman. Yeah. Um, For different things. Yeah. Not I Hufflepuff, mean, Raven, right? No, he's not a Hufflepuff. <laughs> he's not. He's one of the other ones. Yeah. And... 
Um, I think there's an argument for any of the other three. Uh, but I'm not sure. I don't know. What do you think, Hannah? I wouldn't put him in Slytherin. I okay. would say Ravenclaw or Gryffindor. Yeah. Hmm. Like. Right. I agree with that. I like, think. I mean, he's like, like he definitely like he, he definitely has characteristics that could fit in with a Slytherin. But I think his like overwhelming like driving forces behind like who he is and why he does the thing he does fall closer to Gryffindor. But then he's also incredibly intelligent and like constantly like striving. I don't know. If, I don't also know if I would say that he's striving for knowledge though. Yeah. Um, well, I, I would say yeah. like I'm I'm with you there. I think he would be primarily Gryffindor, but he uses intelligence to further his justice, right? Like he doesn't just He's a Gryffindor. Yeah, I mean he's a Gryffindor. Yeah. Uh I'm a Slytherclaw personally. Um <laughs> but I also like I I I think Slytherin and Ravenclaw do go well together. Um Ravenclaws pair up really well with a lot of things. Huffle like is there any Hufflepuff Slytherins? Like any Slitherpuffs? I don't know. I yes. Like, really? Who would yes. be a Slitherpuff? My, my friend Kelly is a is a Slitherpuff. She's just very sweet and very very snarky at the same time, and it, oh, it's just snarky though. It's like you can be no, snarky no, no. at Eddie House. She's a she's a Slitherpuff. Okay. Like I don't know how to explain it, but that's that's how she identifies. She's okay. a she's a Slytherin with a Hufflepuff rising. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um, you guys, because she's a Slytherin. I think I would put him in Gryffindor. I think I'd put Batman in Gryffindor. Because justice, right? The Order, man. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys have uh, any fictional characters in mind? None in particular. No, I'm. I'm not very good at this sort of thing. Okay. I'm like, I can just throw out random fictional characters. Yeah. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Arnold from Hey Arnold. Oh. oh, I didn't really watch that one. Arnold from here. I, I, think, he's, I think he's a Hufflepuff. Yeah. I think he's a Hufflepuff. Like, I, I feel agree. like a, a Gryffindor would rat out a friend for cheating on a test because it's not fair, right? But they like, might. A what? I feel like Gryffindor would rat out a friend. If a friend was cheating on a test, Gryffindor would rat them out because it's not uh, fair. He doesn't. Ron has. Know, Ron doesn't. Ron's a mix, though. Ron's a Hufflepuff. He's a Gryffindor Hufflepuff mix. I, I don't. I disagree with the sentiment that Ron's part Hufflepuff. But really, okay. Oh, yeah, because okay. he's he's not really that like huggy, lovey, or anything. Mm. He's just he's kind of not. I don't all know. Hufflepuffs are not all Hufflepuffs. I know. I know. <laughs> but hashtag. A lot of people say that. I am, but not all Hufflepuffs. <laughs> a lot of people say that. I think Hermione shows more Hufflepuff qualities than Ron does, because oh, yeah. she's she's not like, she's not a super genius. I would agree with She that. works really hard. She's yeah. always working, doing homework. She's very dedicated. Like, she doesn't have an, like, I mean, she is naturally intelligent, but I think that part of why she's so good is because of all the hard work she does, and that's a defining quality of the Hufflepuffs. Mm, I would disagree. I would say that if she values intelligence and uses hard work to further that then mm -hmm. you're still Ravenclaw yeah I but. think Hermione is the one character that you could argue for any house Slytherin you can make an argument for her for any house yeah 
agree. Slytherin too. She's even cu- like she's, she's so intelligent, cunning. cunning, and she wants to get ahead. She wants to be the best. She has mm-hmm. so much ambition. Yeah, that's true. I mean, she is very ambitious. Like, right. remember, she, I think you can make an argument for her for any of them. But then uh, at the same time, like pressure. you know, her, her dedication to, to like spew and like mm-hmm. like carry in her like caring nature, you could put her in Hufflepuff. Her intelligence and her strive for knowledge, you can put her in Ravenclaw. She's a badass who's gonna face anything. You can put her in Gryffindor. Like you could make an argument mm-hmm. for her for any house, in my opinion. I feel like she'd be one of the hardest ones with the Sorting Hat to have sorted. Right. But that's just my two cents. Right. Okay. So, where did we... What did we decide on? What did we... What did we... Uh... Oh, because I, I said Ron is part Hufflepuff. Yeah. I mean, maybe... Oh, I think Ron's a... I don't think Ron has a, has a rising house. I think he's just a Gryffindor. Like, I don't know. He's a Gryffindor through so. and through. He's huh. a Gryffindor all the way. I... Ron is one of the characters, like for me, in the movies, one of the worst things about them is what they do to Ron Weasley. Which is what? I think they make him, they really, really made him a doofus. In the books, he's not like that. In the books, like, Hermione's really smart and good at spells, but she also cracks under pressure. Ron doesn't. Ron and Harry don't. Ron's, like, really good at tactics and ideas and stuff. And he and Harry have this great relationship. And in the movies, he's just kind of a mean dork. The I think the worst friend next to that. Yeah, I think the worst scene is when Hermione calls, or Snape calls Hermione a know-it-all. In the books, Ron says, like, why would you ask the question if you didn't want her to answer you? And he stands up for her. And in the movies, he goes, he's right, you know? Like, it's just, and it makes me go, oh, why would you change that? Yeah. Stupid. Dummies. So I think Ron gets stereotyped as being more dim-witted than he actually is supposed to be because of the films, giving yeah. all the cool stuff to Hermione Granger. But um, can we talk about how Ron has the best character development out of any? He's got a great character, character. development. He has the best character development out of the. He's so insecure. S- sell me on this. Sell, sell Ron me on this. Ron is what everyone wanted Draco to be. Okay. Sorry, that was getting into a bit of fandomness. Like, Ron is what everyone in the fandom tries to make Draco out to be. Right. Everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh, Draco changes in the end. Like, he was raised in this, like, racist household, and he, like, is kind of turning against it at the end. Like, Draco in the books is trash. Like, the fandom has made him out to be more mm-hmm. than he was in the books. Yeah. But, like, Ron has the character arc that everyone tries to attribute to Draco. And, like, like you see him going from, like, like he's a pureblood at, at the root of it. Like, he's a pureblood. He's sheltered. And he, like, doesn't know any better. Like, yeah, he knows, like, oh, I shouldn't call someone a mudblood. But, mm-hmm. like. No, he's very sheltered. He also is, like, totally for, like, house elves. And is like, yeah, well, they like doing it. They yeah. want to be there. Like, mm-hmm. him being exposed to, like, friends who are from the muggle world. And, like, yeah, his dad's obsessed with it. But, like, he just. He was mm-hmm. so sheltered, and you see him grow so much in the book from being someone who is like going with the flow, and like if someone's getting teased, like you know, kind of let it happen to someone who is standing up, people, yeah. and someone who has an opinion and will fight back because he finds the things that he believes in and he figures out what's right and wrong for himself, and he just has such beautiful character development. That's that reminds me of something. That reminds me that in the book. Isn't it when he says, like, when he finally says, like, we have to make sure the house elves are okay, that he and Hermione actually kiss for the first time, right? 
in the movie, mm-hmm. it's just like it's his just, idea. Mm-hmm. He, it, she's just like, oh my god, you care about like what I care about, and then mm-hmm. that's when they start snogging, and Harry has to be like, mm-hmm. uh, guys. <laughs> but <laughs> in the movie, it's battle. The, they go. <laughs> they kill the the Horcrux, and then they do it. But in the book, mm-hmm. it's like he says, we have to go make sure the house is all right. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. gonna reread the books again. He just has. He's a way better it's been character. A while. Yeah. No, he no is. offense, Rupert Grint. I love Rupert Grint actually. Oh. Well, that also has nothing to do with Rupert Grint and everything to do with the script writing. Yeah, right. but the way they wrote it. Right. Um, I don't like romanticizing bad boys. No. I don't. I don't think it bodes well for anyone for society. I think it's trash. I think that when people sexualize Draco. Uh, that's so I, weird. I, I don't. I don't. I don't like it when they romanticize him. When they sexualize him, I don't think that bad boys deserve good things. Uh, and Ron makes some bad moves in the beginning. Uh, maybe he goes through a growth, but like I didn't think he deserved Hermione. Um, and hard, hard disagree. I, 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 I don't. I don't think so. I think he could have been better. And I think that I, Hermione is better than him. I think a lot of people also put Hermione on a pedestal because of the way they treat her in the films. I, Hermione has a lot of character flaws too. And I think everyone forgets because she's so smart and useful and she always knows what to do. But like Hermione has a lot of character flaws. She's awkward around people. She's, she, she does like freeze up under pressure. She's sometimes kind of she's weird. Patronizing. Yeah. She's very passionate, but like, but she's I very patronizing. Know. Patronizing. Yeah, okay, that's the only sorry, malicious. You're, you're that's the out a only. Bit, sorry. That's the only malicious thing I can think of. Like the other things being well, awkward and weird isn't malicious. Ron has it's done malicious. like actually asshole things. Like what? Uh, the way he treats Hermione in, in a in a bunch of those books. The way well, her, the way he like gets her, mad at her for something like that isn't her fault or whatever. I'm trying to think Hermione of my actual also, specifics. Hermione also dates guys to make Ron jealous. And Harry notes that while Ron was just being an idiot, Hermione was being consciously and deliberately petty. <laughs> okay. Like it, that's that's actually a line. That's yeah, fair. so she it's, – it's a little I – think, I think it's a little more two-way street than most people give it credit. Okay. I love Hermione. I love Ron. And I think they complement each other well. Yeah. I don't think that I, – I don't think that – She's too good for him. I think that it's like a, and I, I, I think he's a better person than people give him credit for. That's just my two cents. I okay. love Ronald Weasley. Because <laughs> in the book, in the books too, like there's times when Ron and Harry are fighting. Yeah. And when he hangs out with Hermione all the time and he's just like so bummed about it. Like he's like, he misses his buddy who he can goof around with and be friendly, friendly with. Cause right. Hermione's like great, but it's not the same. And I don't know. Yeah. How do you feel about it, Hannah? Sorry, I got distracted. Um, Romanticizing bad boys. I I don't think Ron's a bad boy either. No, Dra- okay. Draco, Draco definitely is. And I think Snape... Draco's I a bad boy. I don't like romanticizing mm-hmm. Snape either. Mm-mm. No. I don't, um, I don't like I it. I think I come at it from a different perspective, being a female. Mm-hmm. Um, and what? Just... <laughs> Just because, like, I don't know, when I think about young adult fiction that, Mm -hmm. like, you know, goes along with this, well, what I grew up reading, which is probably going to be very different books than, like, what you guys read, Mm -hmm. so much of it is 
the girl ends up with the bad guy because the bad boy because mm-hmm. she can change him and it, right. it's it's been very romanticized to a, a normalcy in yeah. young adult fiction that's geared towards uh, females and girls. Um, so I think I come from it from a different perspective. Like mm-hmm. I, I think the fandom of Harry Potter it, it made Draco the redeemable bad boy that you like have a crush on. I don't think that was written into the books. There are so many books out there, though, that have that written into it mm-hmm. so that you like the bad boy because he had redeeming qualities. And yeah. now we love him and the character's going to date him. Like, um, <laughs> so I just have a different take on yeah. the bad boy complex. Um, but I don't think Draco has the redeeming qualities to warrant liking him. Right. What about Ron, though? <laughs> I don't think of Ron as a bad boy. Okay, I don't Again, think of him as a bad boy. Like either. we established, I think he had, I well, I just I saw his growth, like, like I that's one of the most like key things to me with Ron is how much growth he had from being a shitty eleven year old mm-hmm. to being like I agree a re- redeemable, remarkable young man mm-hmm. who like can only grow from there. And, like, yeah, he has his flaws. Like, you know, they make the comment in the epilogue, you know, when he's an adult man and has children, like, <laughs> telling his daughter, Rose, like, make sure you beat Scorpius in all your tests. Like, you know, he still has his, like, petty things that he could could grow out of. But let's be real. I'm almost 25, and I'm still super petty about things. <laughs> like, um, but I, I think he earned a relationship with Hermione. And like, I recognize that even uh, J.K. Rowling wishes that she had set it up for her to end up with Harry. Um, But I think Ron earned Hermione. He does the, he does the growing. Mm -hmm. He does the growing. And it's not like she life coaches him either. Like nobody's, nobody's holding his hand through the process of growing up really. Mm -mm. Right. He's just figuring it out on his own. I think he's the most mm-hmm. relatable character. Or one of the most relatable characters. Yeah. yeah. You guys may have convinced me. You guys may have uh, changed my mind. And yeah, it doesn't happen often. It doesn't happen often. <laughs> but I'm, I, I always say that, like, I got an opinion about everything, even things that I don't know that much about. It's your job to change my mind, and that's cool. Uh, my mind can be changed. You know, yeah. I'm open to it. I'd say so, read the book. When you read the books again, just kind of be open-minded and try not to have movie canon floating around. Movie canon. Mm-hmm. All right. Movie canon. All which right. I don't hate. I don't hate the movies I owe. I don't want yeah. to sound like... I complain about them a lot, but I really think they're good for what yeah. they are. I only dislike Half-Blood Prince. I love the rest. <laughs> I, uh, just uh, last closing thought before uh, we, we call it for a day. Um, mm-hmm. I think that one day I would hope that there's a Netflix series or some sort of TV show, you know, a series mm-hmm. that can take place a season for a year and we see a huge, like we see plots like develop mm-hmm. and character moments and we see everything that we would need to see, you know, I think yeah, it'd be love cool. That. They're doing that. They just announced it yesterday. For, They're doing that for Percy Jackson. I was going to, yeah, I knew don't. you'd be excited about that. <laughs> you were the first person I thought of. I was like, who else? 
who else likes Percy Jackson? Oh, <laughs> Hannah. Who else That's is right. going to care about this? Yeah. Hannah. No one else is going to care. You know? I remember the movies, and that's it. That's all, you know. Um, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Uh, putting Thanks in your for time us. talking this yeah. through. Uh, I thought it was a really cool uh, episode, and we talked about a lot of different things. Um, hopefully I'll, I'll take the audio and turn that into a podcast uh, episode because uh, I think, hey. like, we, we get to the nitty-gritty, you know? Um, <laughs> uh, before we go, Hannah uh, – if you want to just uh, say your social media out loud and I, I mean, it's quarantine slash lockdown. So like, it's not like we have gigs to plug or anything, but if you'd like to say some, uh, anything. Yeah. I mean, I'll plug my Instagram. Cause that's yeah. what I'm, what I'm really on. Uh, my Instagram is shill pill. Uh, it's my last name. Shill S C H I L L pill. I got that nickname in middle school. Cause everyone, cause that was, pill with the thing take a shill pill <laughs> it's like take sean connery pill. sean connery yes a shill pill yeah awesome and i'm, I'm sure i'm sure when the lockdown gets lifted uh you'll be out there doing more acting and that sort of thing hopefully um, doing things yeah. If nothing else, come see me and Dimitri, maybe possibly this holiday season at the Chance Theater. Now, Charlie Brown Christmas, we get the rights. If we get the rights for the third year <laughs> in a row. Yeah. For a potential show at the uh, end of the year. Yeah, I think it's too, I think it's too late now, but uh, uh, I loved, <laughs> I love Charlie Brown Christmas and doing it with you and everybody else. And uh, uh, I'm glad I did it, you know, the first year and the second year. So uh, thank you, Hannah, so much for coming on the show. Brandon. Uh, if you want to say uh, whatever you got. Me. Oh, I don't really have anything to plug. <laughs> yeah. It's weird in lockdown. Like, what are you, like, what, are you doing a one-man show? If you are, let uh, us know. I am doing, uh, some friends and I are, uh, Alchemy Theater, uh, Jeff Lowe. Ah, not love Jeff. Jeff. Lowe, is doing, the, we're going to do the line in winter over the internet. Okay. Um, that's going to be in a few weeks. So if you look up Alchemy Theater, I guess. Yeah. Um, I haven't done this before, but I don't have anything personal that uh, I really, really need to plug. But yeah, yeah, no, that's a good thing to plug. Like you're literally doing a show in this lockdown, in this quarantine. You're doing a show online, and that I think is a amazing and a unique thing that we can have art and display it over the uh, internet. You know, it is pretty cool. Performance art is like the big art that got hit with us not being able to see each other. It's oh like, how, you know, how are we adapting? Yeah. Uh, it's a big thing. Uh, Brandon, your Instagram is still brand, uh, Sanch. That's correct. Is that was my high school nickname. Brand, a Sanch. <laughs> what does that, There's what does no, that mean? It means Brandon Sanchez, just my name. Oh, okay. <laughs> they wouldn't say Brando Sanch. Sanch. They'd go Brand Sanch because it's easier to say. So it's brand, uh, Sanch. Okay. And that's my Insta. And I don't post very much, but, um, if you want to follow it's, that's your Awesome. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Uh, if anyone this is, is really watch, nice. uh, if yeah, anyone, so fun. yeah, it was really fun talking about Harry Potter and stuff. I'm mm -hmm. glad I, I want to do a Harry Potter part two. Let me know. Okay. I will. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for watching the show or listening to this as a podcast or, or whatnot. Uh, however you're digesting it. Thank you so much for, for being a fan. Uh, please like comment, subscribe, follow us on, on, on Twitch. 
uh, we're looking for more followers so we can kind of work our way up to Twitch affiliate or Twitch partnership or whatever it is. Um, so, uh, Instagram at the Keeg Show, Twitter at the Keeg Show. Uh, we're still doing shows, so uh, stay tuned. Uh, thank you guys so much uh, for watching, for coming on the show. Once again, I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been The Keeg. Super strong or super fast Gotta beat the 